Words FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to an interview with Chase Terwilliger. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Sunday, July 16th in the year 2023. We have a really cool interview tonight, and it's with Chase Terwilliger, who is the CEO of CB Distillery. Now, these sorts of programs are a little different than our date weekly program and why I wanted to put it on to Sunday night, because this is a real good discussion just about a company, so you get to know them a little bit. You know that I'm very discerning and discriminating with anybody that advertises on the show, but also an opportunity to learn a great deal about the products that are built around CBD. And I'm a big believer in it, as, as you know. And it's a very good discussion tonight, all the way through the end, where it's a whole discussion of a range of things. Yes, there's some discussions about CB Distillery's products specifically, but as well, there is a deeper discussion about the current market, the, the challenges to the CBD industry, the, the, the refinement processes and ver- verification processes that they use to establish a standard of the, t- the quality that they use and the greater health benefits that are going on, plus some glimpses of what's coming in that entire industry. So in a time when we're so focused on trying to get away from the medical tyranny, which is basically corporate medicine, and trying to get back to basics, this is literally one of these very important discussions to have to start looking at ways that we can enhance what we have in our own medical supplies, our home health kit, and looking at how we can stimulate the body to naturally heal itself. And right at the center of that every time is CBD oil. So just so I say it, and and you're reminded, CB Distillery, who is a sponsor of the show, if you you go over to their their site, um, you can... What you can do is get use your Bard's code, and you'll get 20% off on any of the products there. And then I think it's seventy after a $75 order, you're going to get free shipping. I'm pretty impressed with this company. I'm more than pretty impressed, very impressed, especially when we get into, you'll hear the discussions tonight on how they certify the quality of these products, which is amazing. It makes organic standards look like preschool, seriously. So it's just a really good discussion overall. I've heard great things about from the feedback from you all in working with CB Distillery. And I've also been very impressed with the quality of product myself. So just all that's to kind of lay out here, just what I think will be a very good, honest and healthy discussion to not only build a confidence in what I think is a great company here in America, but as well to have a deeper understanding of what I think is a very important product for us all to have. Now, one last thing before we get started. This is a back-to-back show tonight, and so we're going to do this show, and then we'll have a short little interlude, maybe about five, ten minutes, and then we'll go right into Fishers. So stick around, enjoy. They'll give you enough time in between shows that you can go get your other cup of coffee or whatever other private business you need to take care of, and then come back in, and we'll be right into, well, it's Peace Be Still, not Fishers, but Peace Be Still. All right, let's get going. So let me introduce you to the CEO of, of CB Distillery, 
Chase Terwilliger. Well, Patriots, I'm really honored today to have the CEO, Chase Terwilliger, of CB Distillery on. For me, this is a really great interview. I've been looking forward to this because we really need to learn a lot about the CBD product line, but more than that, as a health part of our bodies. And, and this man is full of knowledge and professional experience. And I think it's going to be just a great discussion overall today just to really learn about something that God gives us in this earth for our bodies, to make our bodies healthier and strong. And of course, you, we know as we've worked through this last few years of county by county and always trying to focus on food sovereignty, how important this aspect is as well to health sovereignty. So Chase, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Scott. Looking forward to chatting. Well, absolutely. Why don't we start with just a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah, I am um, Minnesota native. Uh, moved out to Colorado for um, for undergrad, uh, gosh, 20-some years ago, and am uh, still here in Colorado. I have been an entrepreneur, um, started a medical device company that we sold, um, and then a technology company. Um, and now I found my way into hemp and CBD um, in kind of a roundabout way. Um, but out of all my ventures, this one's I've been doing the longest, um, coming up on seven years, um, cause it's just been fascinating. And, and as you said, it's just very interesting and things that people don't really know. It's, it's a plant and something that's been around for hundreds of thousands of years. And then all of a sudden, um, out of nowhere, um, you know, it's, it's become relevant because of some limitations that the government put on, um, industrial hemp, uh, years ago, you know, 50 plus years ago, um, and kind of lumped it into, uh, marijuana, uh, when it probably shouldn't have been there. So it's just a really kind of, uh, goofy time, uh, for hemp and CBD, but it's a great time because we're finally getting, uh, what we need in, in the space. So I'm really excited to share more about it and, uh, answer any questions that you have around it. Well, let's start there because hemp is in our founding father's history. It's a, obviously a product that was used heavily in fiber. It's, it can be used for alternative fuels. But the CBD piece, as you just said, somewhere that got separated from hemp and got lumped into the medical realm. Talk a little bit about that. Right. And so really, CBD can also be found in other cannabis plants, but in hemp, um, the difference between, and maybe I should, I should start here, the difference between hemp and marijuana is that marijuana has a component called um, THC, and that THC is what actually makes you intoxicated, makes you feel high. Um, hemp still has that, but very, very, very low amounts. And actually with, you know, the products, a lot of the products out on the market right now, you actually go and you remove any residual THC, uh, sorry, THC that's in there. Um, to get this pure form of CBD. And so we get the CBD um, from the hemp that way. Um, and it's really, you know, the hemp industry has grown significantly because again, over the last, since around 2014, when CBD really started to get more popular um, and it's, it's just taken a long time to mature and we can get into all the reasons why, um, it's really um, increased um, hemp production in the U.S., um, which has been a good thing for everything that you mentioned, too, because when we go in and, you know, we take our hemp from our farms and we extract it, well, what's the byproduct? We have hemp fiber. 
that we can now um, provide to, you know, whether it be animal vetting for some of it, or, you know, as complex as um, automobiles that are made out of hemp um, now. And, and hempcrete is a new thing and construction builds um, extremely strong. Um, and so it's, it's been a really cool, um, uh, mature market. That's, that's still very immature due to some, uh, weird laws that were put in place, uh, by the government years ago. Now hemp is legal and has been legal agriculturally in the States on all 50 States, which is, it's, is interesting because that got buried under a lot of that fight for legalizing medical marijuana that became legalizing marijuana as a whole. But I don't think people realize that that was a legal crop to grow. Though I think you're right, it's some restrictions. Talk a little bit about that and the restrictions that are placed on the product. Yeah, it wasn't actually until the 2014 Farm Bill um, that that you could grow um, industrial hemp and actually extract the CBD out of it. So before it just had to be completely industrial in every which way. Um, obviously. Um, well, here, let me get into kind of the complicated side a little bit. I'll try and keep it very high level. At the same time, the pharmaceutical companies were starting to explore CBD because they knew there would be benefits and a, a company called GW Pharmaceutical. Um, and so the government said, hey, you know, basically, um, there looks like there could be some medical benefit from it. So in the 2014 Farm Bill, they, you know, quote unquote, legalized CBD. Um, and so we could actually take it out of the hemp pro product or yeah, the hemp uh, byproduct and biomass at that point in time. Um, however, at the same time, like I said, there was, um, GW pharmaceutical who was developing this drug. It's now on the market called Epidiolex does extremely well. I think it's over $8 billion a year in sales. Um, and it's all just strictly natural CBD. Um, which has been uh, made the CBD in, uh, <laughs> market even more complicated um, because you kind of have a lot of companies like us that are on the dietary supplement side of it. And then you have, um, you know, one big player that's on the pharmaceutical side. So I'm taking when you say that because they're on the pharmaceutical side, it's probably needs to be by prescription only. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. It has to right now. Yeah, that sounds like something the farm, big pharma would do to maneuver in and try to take away that access if they can. And are you feeling that pressure? I mean, I, I know this is a, probably a politically hot area, but are they trying to make a maneuver in like that to try to squeeze you out as a supplement market? Because I know there's a war on supplements in Canada. So that can't be something they're not looking at with what you're doing to try to seize control of that so it's only prescription. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes, in a big way. You know, two kind of pass there. One, you know, when we are, we're constantly lobbying for CBD, even at state levels, even though it's legal, it needs to be, you know, that's still some gray area. Um, you know, we trade on the NASDAQ, our company. So we're, we're, we're a public company. Everything's federally legal, but there's still lobbying, right? For manufacturing processes, we're trying to kind of raise the bar there. Anyways, when we, in, whenever we do lobbying, um, you know, we find that the groups that are lobbying against us, we're like, where, where do these people come from? Well, if you really dig down deep, they're all funded by the pharmaceutical companies. They know what this plant can offer um, in, in, in healing and, and helping and bringing the body to homeostasis. And then on kind of the other side, back to the Epidiolex chat and GW Pharmaceuticals, um, again, trying to keep it high level. But if, if in the U.S., if you study 
a drug um, as a pharmaceutical company, it's yours once it gets approved for 20 years. Well, they were studying CBD actually before 2014 and doing studies on it. And so therefore, when it was legal in 2014, the FDA was going, oh, they put their hands up. What, what do we do? Because now it's, it's, a, it's a natural component that's natural ingredient that's been around for you know, thousands and thousands of years and been used medicinally, but it's never been marketed in the US. But we have a pharmaceutical company who's doing all the studies. So that has left us in a bad spot, you know, as an industry being clear. That's why people can't find it in all their grocery stores. Most of it's sold online right now. Um, and hopefully we'll get some legislation. <laughs> we'll see um, by the end of the year that will clear this up. But essentially um, the pharmaceutical companies are saying we own CBD. You don't, even though it's a natural product, even though people were using it because your government said you couldn't use it before 2014. So if you, if you, you know, if you're following there, and I, I hope I was semi-clear, you know, there's this weird um, intersection and we've, Congress has actually asked the FDA to regulate CBD for the last five years. And they've, FDA has come back every single time and says, we're not going to do it. Congress, you need to force us to do something else or make an amendment to um, this law. Which, of course, is that's a good actually for the first time I'd actually say I think they did the right thing. Right. That's pretty amazing. So let's talk a little bit about refinement here. Um, I want to go back to what you were talking about in terms of the, the fibers and the things in the actual hemp product. Are those usable? So we're going to have to talk about how it's refined, but I just want to add this into that discussion. Are those fibers usable after the CBD is extracted? Yes. Yes, they are. Um, it's not the exact same as you see from a plant that just goes right into, um, sorry, manufacturing or plant that goes right um, into the biomass initially. So a lot of our byproduct is used for animal bedding and, and things. Plant um, hemp absorbs really well. Um, and so uh, our byproduct is used for that and uh, hempcrete as well. That's fantastic. So you don't really have any waste then in this product is what you're saying. Yeah, there's not there's not a, a crazy amount of waste. Um, and obviously we're working on new initiatives every day to try and lessen the waste where we can. Let's go through a step of, of from harvest to extraction of the oil. I'm sure there's steps here to harvesting, drying, having to consolidate the CBD oil, that sort of thing. So can you talk us through that? Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously grow the plants in the field, um, usually plant around May here in Colorado, harvest uh, in October, um, and then it goes right to the extraction lab. And, and there's a few different ways that you can extract and different companies extract. And there's um, there's a couple wrong ones, but, you know, for the most part, the good players, I'll, I'll use um, either ethanol extraction or what we use is supercritical CO2, um, which pressurizes it and can separate um, the CBD molecule um, out from the rest of the plant. And then we go through, you know, a refinement process after that to come out with the actual CBD oil. And that final CBD oil has um, CBD and it has some also um, some other parts of the plant. Um, they're called terpenes 
Um, they're like natural oils um, uh, that that are in the plant. And then depending on our products, we have some products that right then and there you can you can um, use that oil. And then uh, there's other products that then we take it a step further and actually just um, isolate it down to just the CBD molecule that comes out in somewhat of a powder. And then, you know, typically we either add it to a gummy or to um, a soft gel, um, a capsule, um, or um, a tincture, which we just added kind of MCT oil, something fatty that can help it kind of get into the bloodstream better. And you've got a couple different product lines, obviously a number of different product lines. And I want to just kind of get into some of those because there's, when we talk about, look at your product lines on, on CB distillery, you've got stuff for relaxation, things for relief of pain, things for sleep, things for better recovery. How are those mixes done? And is it, is it all CBD? Yes. All of our products um, and, and some of the other companies out there will mix in, you know, functional mushrooms or other um, components. We're strictly CBD. We have one product that has a little bit of melatonin in it. But when you look at it, um, in the hemp plant, there's other cannabinoids other than just CBD. They're called minor cannabinoids. Um, one is called CBN. It's one of the ones that's that's um, in the plant quite a bit. And so we'll actually take CBD and we'll extract out this other um, cannab cannabinoid in the product called CBN, which actually helps you with sleep. So that's our sleep product, our best-selling sleep product. Um, and the one that I personally use, um, because it, you know, the CBD kind of helps relax and then it doesn't get you to sleep. That's why, um, we, one of the SKUs, um, has, uh, one of the products has a little melatonin in it. It'll get you to sleep. And then, um, it, the CBN actually keeps you to sleep, um, keeps you asleep, uh, which is just a great product. Um, and then, on um, the pain product, which is and mild anxiety, they're actually the same product. Um, they just happen to work for both. The pain is really in inflammatory. It's uh, anti-inflammatory. And then with that, um, it's still you know, the mild anxiety. That's what I honestly, you know, getting into this industry, um, I didn't know what to expect. I came on as a consultant and, and two months into it, I got the testimonials back. So I started that it was really working for people. And they were, they were talking about it to their friends and family, which is always like, whoa, you know, we, we got something. Um, and I, uh, and I started taking it for mild anxiety. And it really helped well, because this, it kind of takes the edge off, but it's not intoxicating. Um, and so those are probably our three top uh, uh, use cases, um, pain, sleep, and mild anxiety. And we have products for all of them. In your gummies, there's a product, you've got some with isolate CBD, which I'm, I'm pretty certain that's just CBD. Then you have CBN and CBD yep. and you have CBG and CBD. Can you explain the difference? Yeah, CBGs, um, and we actually have, it's not in a gummy, but it's in a tincture. We have CBC as well. Um, those products are, are, or those cannabinoids are fairly new. Um, and so usually the people who've been using those, using our products for a long time, will start to dabble in, in those other than CBN, um, but the CBC and the CBG, um, there's still a lot of studies coming out on it, on, on where it helps. 
Um, I got to be careful what I what I talk about for making claims. Um, I don't want to send anybody on a tangent, so they'll all probably have to have them um, do the research themselves and and just Google CB CBC and CBG um, to look at what people are getting benefits from. Because, um, like I said, we're in the middle of a bunch of clinical studies right now, seeing very promising results, um, but can't talk about those claims, um, or I may get a a slap on the wrist. <laughs> we, we, believe me, we all walk that line these days. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the effects on the body. You used the term cabinoid. All right. Uh, did I write the cabinoids? Or did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I wanted to talk about that along with the effects of CBD on the actual body. Let's talk about what this is doing to the body overall. Yeah. So again, so I, I didn't mention this before, but uh, in in college, I was an integrative physiology major. So um, everything I did was about exercise physiology or how certain compounds interact with the body. And again, I kind of fell into this industry not knowing um, what it what it was. And all of a sudden, I go and page back through my my old textbooks, and there it is. Is that the the um, humans actually have an endocannabinoid system um, and we naturally uh, produce cannabinoids. Um, they're not called cannabinoids. They're called, um, the, the, the most popular one is called adenamine. And um, we have these receptors called CB1 and CB2 receptors that are all over our body and help regulate the body into homeostasis. Um, and so it was fascinating to me because the science all checks out and, you know, there's thousands of papers on CBD now. Um, but basically, um, when we sell CBD, it's a supplement to what your body naturally, um, what your body naturally makes. So it's just like any other dietary supplement. Um, and so it gets into the body and it actually attaches to those CB1 and CB2 receptors um, and can help with that homeostasis and, and feeling of, you know, relaxation without being intoxicating. One of the things I've run into is CBD across the time is, and I remember seeing this one particular chart kind of makes me laugh, trying to show the effects of CBD. And the end of the day, it was like, it cures everything kind of thing, um, which I, I'm sure that there's, there's a wide range of capacities here. You've zeroed in on some really particular areas though, which is obviously relaxation, anxiety, and sleep, and then and recovery and pain. Um, that seems to be very much all kind of in a family, if you will, of, of commonality, you know, if you kind of map that out. Um, and I know that there's other great claims about that. I mean, you know, I've heard, I don't want to get into those unless you want to, but I mean, I think it's just, this seems to be one of of a product that's kind of a baseline to keeping us resilient, if you will, refreshed and keeping the body functioning at its optimal level. Would that be a fair statement? That's very fair and really well said. Um, yeah, looking at it and like you said, kind of sleep and mild anxiety and pain, that's all tied together. Um, and and yeah, I, I, I agree with you that we kind of leave it at that right now. Um, there's a lot more good clinicals that will come out in the future. Um, looking at that that product I referenced, Epidiolex from GV, uh, GV, um, GV Pharmaceuticals um, is, uh, is actually for kids with epilepsy 
their epileptic seizures go down. I think this, the data says um, 70%. So it's pretty significant. Same thing, calming, calming. Um, it's, it's specifically for children, um, but it's calming, calming them down um, is what, what it's doing. When we look at the way you've created your products, there's a couple different ways to ingest it. Obviously, you have a tincture, you have the gummies. Talk about the purity on those and how that works in the body and if there's a difference in absorption. Yeah, so we were one of the first CBD companies around. So we have a lot of data. And again, when it was new, we didn't we didn't have any data. So it was all user feedback and it was clinical studies and safety studies and toxicology reports and whatnot. What we found is that um, a really good dose for a daily supplement, which is again, what most of the products are, which in my opinion, people should be taking it for, um, is around 30 milligrams of CBD. And now it does change a little bit on, you know, what you just ate, if you ate something fatty or not, what's your absorption uh, into your bloodstream. Um, but what we've seen really is that 30 milligrams. So you'll see all of our gummy products are at that 30 milligram mark. Um, we do have some products um, outside of gummies that are stronger for individuals who um, maybe uh, require or would like to take more. And we have some that are less for a lower price point. When you get lower than 30 um, milligrams per serving, uh, we tend not to see the um, benefits in our clinical studies as much as that 30 milligram kind of sweet, sweet spot. I mean, when I hear you say to me that the government wants or they've been pressuring the FDA to regulate this. What I'm hearing in there is the pharmaceutical lobbies force encouraging them to regulate it because they're seeing a loss of control of a over-medicated world shifting to something that's natural and truly was what God gave us on this earth. The FDA's position is interesting, um, and it sounds to me that when we go back to that 2014 legislation, that what has happened is that they kind of let the genie out of the bottle and now the pharmaceutical companies are trying to bring it back in, rein it back in. How important, I guess, is it for you that people become a voice for you out here in trying to make sure that this stays unregulated? It's very, very important. And that's really, I mean, we're not a huge industry, right? Um, we don't, we could, dollars wise, we can never compete with the pharmaceutical companies. But we what we do have are a lot of patient advocates, people who advocate for our products, who've seen it change their lives and other people's lives. So the boots on the ground is, um, is probably our biggest driving force. And, you know, the reason why we've been able to kind of keep it out of the pharmaceutical companies hands to date. Um, and hopefully we can get that solidified. You know, we do want some regulation. Um, but when I'm saying regulation, it's just being treated more as a dietary supplement. Like I say, that's what we are. But um, looking at kind of all the CBD out there, I mean, I'm sure there's everybody who's listening to this has heard about CBD by this point. There's a lot of bad actors out there that either aren't selling CBD or they're selling products that have CBD and a bunch of THC in them. And that's what we're asking, one of the asks of the FDA and the government, um, which we haven't gotten yet, is, is just put some guidelines so that people have to sell what they say they're selling. And I know that sounds so crazy, and it should sound crazy to everybody, but right now, people could make CBD in their bathtub and go and sell it. 
the government hasn't hasn't done anything and unfortunately the the um, industry hasn't self-policed enough so you have a handful of companies um like cb distillery and some of our larger competitors um that you know do it in a, a good manufacturing facility and do all the safety studies do all the right reporting um and then you have other bad actors who who don't do that so I, I just wanted to mention that, you know, as as sorry, as kind of a, a latch on to your first question um, and and make sure that, you know, yes, no regulation, but we need to at least have a bare minimum so we can we can ensure people are getting safe products um, on the market. No, I actually have a horror story on this one. It's really interesting because I know uh, I was a friend of a friend. They were co-workers at one of the oil companies in Texas that got hold of what she thought was CBD, and it was a THC product. And Texas has a very strict rule about marijuana. And they they tested her, they had drug tests, and she came, popped hot. And she was literally released within, even though it was CBD, and CBD is legal, but the THC content was so high, she popped hot, and they fired her, and she was out of the company in less than five days at a $150,000 a year salary job, gone just like that. So I, what you're saying is very real. I mean, I've encountered it is that if you don't understand source and what's in the product, there's, and especially in this very convoluted world we're in right now. I mean, I live in a state, Oregon, where every drug under the sun, including LSD, is now legal on the street. Fentanyl is basically legal. And then we go to other states that are very strict and very regulated. So there needs to be, I agree with you, there has to be some standards in which we're working for. You're you're investing an enormous amount because you've already said so in in these sort of clinical studies. And are you are you devising those studies? Are you relying on the pharmaceutical model or your pharmaceutical industries? Or are you using your own labs to try to develop a protocol so you can get a very honest look at what these are doing? And what's the term? Or, you know, how long a term are you looking at for these sort of studies? Yeah. Um... We, it's a, a few fold. There's one that we use, um, which is just consumer data. Um, and so you actually have an app, you take it and you report. That's that's the highest level, right? Um, when you really want to get to the true clinical studies, we do work with an outside group that does all that for us. Because what we ultimately want to do with these is not only prove you know, our hypothesis that it's safe or it's, it's effective for, you know, safe and effective for a certain condition. Um, but when we do that, um, you know, the FDA will come knocking and say, Hey, I want to see the raw data and being this being a new industry, we have to have that, um, ironclad, um, and everything done right. So that puts a higher price tag on these clinical studies, but something we just have to do right now. And honestly, it's the right thing. Um, some of these studies, like we did a liver toxicity study, we um, pooled resources with, with um, a few of the other um, good actors and, you know, friendly competition in, in the space. And so we were able to pool funds there and do a liver toxicity study that took about a year and a half um, and had very positive results um, for us. And, um, you know, some other ones are taking three or four years. Um, as we look at some other conditions. Um, so it's kind of all over the place. I really feel like 2025, there's going to be a lot more clinical studies and larger clinical studies, even outside of the companies doing them, um, big institutions um, and uh, 
colleges are able to study it now. Again, that was something that wasn't cleared up until the 2018 Farm Bill, um, where um, uh, universities finally got comfortable actually investing and getting grants um, for studying uh, CBD. So a lot of those will be coming out here in the next couple of years as well, which are going to be really exciting. I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to ask you to respond as an opinion mm-hmm. of your own, not related to any sort of studies because I uh, it, because of where I'm going to take this. Um, one thing I've witnessed with CBD over time is that I've been amazed at the range of things that it will, that people will claim it cures. And they're just hardcore advocates to it. And it doesn't always replicate from one person to the next. What I've even listening to you here, one of the things that CBD tends to do, or at least from my study of it, is it is resetting the body back at a very base level, as we've already discussed, to function better and and more efficiently as, as it's intended to function. Basically taking God's temple and bringing it back to a center point, which would account for various results that are different in one to the next, even though it's the same product. Do you think in this in this range of things, when we're looking at this and we're at this product, that there's something deeper involved here than just the medical science, if you will, but that we're really getting into something very deeply spiritual in the, in the holisticness of the body? Ooh, I, I think that's certainly a possibility. Um, it sure feels that way, <laughs> um, just from my own experience. Um, but I, I, I've not positive you know on that i don't know how you sorry if i turn the question about around to you but as you've been taking it are you feeling that deeper well i just find it unusual because i can we take a product essentially the same product as an example my mom has a neck pain i said why don't you give this a try your product by the way your gummies why don't you try this and I'm taking it, I was having some sciatic issues, which are now gone. It's not directly related to that, but it was immediate reduction in some of that extreme pain. So those are two, those are, and it was actually two different gummy products. So there's two different gummy products, two different locales in the body, both pain related, but it's, it's, mini, it's helping in both. Right. And then I'm, I can tell you just from encountering people randomly has nothing to do with CB distillery. I want to be very clear about this. These are just people using CBD products. I've heard testimonies of curing cancer, of curing PTSD, of getting people off antidepressants. I could go on a list of things. I have a friend who suffers from pretty heavy PTSD. He's taking CBD oil and in, in a different forms from wherever their sourcing is. And he's literally been able to get off of all but one of his drugs that were issued by the FDA. And he directly attributes it to CBD oil-based products. So this is why I'm saying that it just seems to be in a miraculous level within, and you're indicating even within the within your new clinical studies without having to dig into that too much, that there is a range of opportunity that's opening up as we move forward with this to be aware of what this product is capable of. And it just seems to have this ability to get deep within us in a different way to help the body temple reset. Absolutely, and we we get a lot of those um, similar feedback, you know, to the conditions that you just went through um, directly to our site. I mean, we have an extremely loyal, um, you know, just speaking for us, extremely loyal uh, base. Most of our our um, 
revenue actually comes from subscriptions. And it's because of these other things that people are kind of anecdotally trying out. And then, you know, once we hear enough about it, then it's, it's game on with the clinical side of things. Let's prove this out. Let's make sure, let's try and figure out what's going on and, you know, get people a lot smarter than I am when it comes from the side to the science on the science side of things to take a look at it. Because like you said, um, there's a lot of things that it's, it's helping kind of just put back into place um, and right size you and bring you back to homeostasis. Everything you've described here with the investment in doing clinical studies, you also highlighted that industry-friendly competitors have come together to do clinical studies, which in itself is kind of a new, you're redefining the economic space there in a, in a partnership cooperative to take a common set of data and then be able to create products that you'll ultimately end up being competing against each other, if you will. Right. All of this seems to be a, a an approach that you're taking this as I'm hearing you speak, and I'm just kind of putting this together. As an industry, there is a real focus on the health rather than the profit first. Is that a fair statement? Because I, I know you're publicly traded, so it's going to be challenging to meet that dual end goal. It is, but the way we, everybody who works at our company and everybody I've met in this industry, it's changed their life or their family member's life. Everybody's extremely passionate. I'll tell you, we're not in it for um, <laughs> the competitive, the fun um, lobbying that we have to do, the fighting that we have to do constantly. We're in it to um, get it out to the people. And so people's lives can be better. Our, our mission as a company is simple. It's to improve the quality of life's, life for people, plain and simple. Um, and without these studies, we legally are bound to, you know, to not being able to tell people what we can or can't, what this product can or can't do for you. And so that's, that's, you know, and again, this is besides the safety aspect, we always do our safety studies, but the clinical side of things and being able to tell you, you know, what exactly this will work for or what it seems to work well for, um, you know, we've had our, our hands tied there. And, and um, that's what really drives us is to get those handcuffs off and grow the market and get it out there so people know um, and have an alternative. It's not for everybody. Some people aren't going to like it. I completely get it. it. may not work for them. Get it. But at least they know that there's a natural alternative out there um, that can help them with, with certain ailments. You have a, a product on your site that I'm, I'm curious about because it's called Daytime Synergy Drink Mix. And it's kind of an energy drink, I guess. Is that fair or is it just an overall body health? I mean, that's what I'm trying to understand a little bit. It's got vitamin C in it. And how does that differ from, say, a, one of your gummies that is designed to relax you? Or Yeah, yeah. They, they're very similar at the end of the day. Um, those drink mixes um, are actually going to be discontinued <laughs> because they're, they're um, okay. you know, they, you get the same effect from a gummy. To your point, we tried to add some vitamin C, some other things to um, to help boost the energy side of things. And really, people got it from the gummies. And so why do we why do we need to have that drink mix? We don't because people really prefer those gummies. The gummies are great because um, they're they're probably a better product, too, because um, those gummies we do leave in depending on which gummy you buy. We leave in some of the um, essential plant oils, the terpenes in there too, um, which, you know, we still are trying to understand, but it really increases the efficacy 
um, of the gummy and the CBD inter interacting with your body. That makes perfect sense. In fact, it actually makes me like them even more rather than being completely refined down. You use 100% or you use American-made, U.S.-grown industrial hemp. So it's you have a obviously there's a pretty good source base or is it growing? Yeah, it's you know looking at the market um, going back to th 2014 2015, you couldn't find it anywhere. So we were in a really good spot because um, we had you know had it here in Colorado. Um, then when the industry took off and all these bad actors, I mean we went from having ten uh, CBD companies to over three thousand because everybody was just trying to get in on it and cutting corners. Then what did farmers do? They farmed a ton of it um, and they and there was an oversupply. Um, today, there's still, you know, basically too much hemp that's sitting out there. Um, and so it's not that difficult. We're lucky here in Colorado um, and, and same in Oregon, actually, we have really good um, farmers that that grow it for us um, and make a really high quality product because it, our products are actually tested seven times throughout everything. I mean, we have to test the soil. Hemp absorbs everything in sight. And so you have to be really careful. There's no heavy metals in the soil and the air. Um, we test for that and then test the actual biomass and then test it all the way through the process to make sure, you know, even the extraction process that no, um, uh, no pesticides are in there, no um, heavy metals, as I said, uh, no microbials, um, and kind of have to test it through the whole process. And we get really good product from the farmers, the experienced farmers here in Colorado. So by virtue of that, you're getting an organic product anyway, whether they wanted to be that or not, because you have the level of testing you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the way that we're going to you know, survive as an industry, whether we can stamp the U.S. organic stamp on it or not. It, you know, it's kind of irrelevant to me. It's are we doing things the right way? That's one of our values as a company. It's driven to succeed the right way. Um, and as an industry and the top players are all doing this this way and making sure that we get a great product for the consumer that's consistent, which is hard to be consistent with a natural product, um, but we can do it and we've been fighting for it and get them the product that also, you know, they we can tell them how much to take for a certain ailment. We're not there yet. We will be there hopefully in the next few years. I grew hemp last year as an experiment and very impressed with the whole crop. And Oregon actually ended up being my source for seeds because there's so many quality hemp growers here. The interesting thing is I found so many different varieties of hemp out there for different purposes. Some are specifically CBD, some are for other issues. Do you have to be particular in what you call for in the variety of the hemp that you're getting? How does that work? We aren't super specific. We've used the same seeds the whole time. Um, and so we really haven't dabbled in any of the other ones. One of the things, and as I mentioned, um, it is a close cousin, you know, the, the plant is cannabis plant. So it's still close to marijuana, but it doesn't have the THC. There are certain seeds that this THC will spike on. And so it'll actually go over a certain threshold and um, that's now, you know, not really hemp anymore. And, and technically it's supposed to be destroyed. Um, so you got to be careful with the seeds that you get too. Um, and, uh, and so we've just really stuck to the same the whole time. They've, they've worked really well for us. People are getting great results. We're getting 
smarter every single cycle. Um, we're getting um, you know more efficiency and more yield from our extraction, which ultimately can make the product less expensive for the consumer. Um, and so, yeah, we we're happy with ours right now. Um, but I'm I'm glad to hear that you you, you grew your own. I, I hope it was a fun experiment. Oh, it was. It was awesome. I'll do it again. It is it is really cool. The way I describe hemp and marijuana is it's just, they're about as much in common as field corn and sweet corn which are technically the similar products at core. But when you taste those outside, when you taste that, say the corn itself from each, they are, they are a completely different product in the end. And, and marijuana being sweet corn in the analogy and hemp being the field corn. And that's all sugars based. So anyway, that's, that's, I think that's something that we miss is that those, as you've, you've highlighted a couple of times here today, is there is a difference in the crop. They are genetically connected, but they are different plants. Well, that's one of our biggest issues, um, trying to convey that to the consumer. They hear cannabis, they hear hemp, and they think, oh, well, this is going to get me high. This is intoxicating. No, um, that's not the case. And it's hard. And, and I don't I, I don't blame people for it too. It's hard to understand. You know, your analogy is a great one. Uh, I may steal that from you if that's okay. Oh, absolutely. Future. Um, <laughs> But um, it is hard to um, what we call is destigmatize the plant and and really destigmatize hemp. You know, I remember growing up and people were doing hemp necklaces and everybody who smoked had hemp necklaces. And it took me, you know, a couple of weeks to figure out, whoa, 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 this, <laughs> this is not the same. These are completely different, used for different benefits. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge for us to to educate the consumer on that difference. How about for children and using it with children? I know there's a, you get into the same concern because when you start getting into the THC-based products, that's a, that's a problem. But as far as my understanding is, all of this is within, obviously, being careful always with children, but these seem to be very safe for children. We sell um, to people that are 18 and older. Um, you are right that we... Um, we uh, remove the hemp from most our product, or sorry, remove the THC from most our products. Um, there has been studies, as you've somewhat referenced, um, that 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 can uh, really um, be detrimental uh, that THC component to children. So we try and steer as far away as possible for that right now. That makes perfect sense. So cbdistillery.com, and of course, we've got the Bards promo code. Thank you for that. That's awesome because we get a nice discount at 20% for everybody. Um, we always close with a prayer, and unless you've got some other things you want to add, I thought we'd jump into a prayer. That'd be wonderful. All right, Chase. Father, I just want to thank you for this great meeting here, and just a reminder to us all of just how much you provide to us in this earth as natural products to keep our body temples strong, to make them function correctly without the dependency on the pharmacia that has become so pervasive in our culture. So we're, today we're just really grateful for this conversation to open our eyes in the greater range of things. And also with a company that's truly providing a, a quality product that we can rely on and trust as we move forward. So we just ask for the blessings for Chase and, and his team to continue that pursuit of providing a quality, healthy product to to rebuild the body temple and just encouraging people in this prayer to continue to pursue that natural way to stay away from the dependencies on drugs and to find the true products that you've provided for us here as the bounty on earth. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
And thanks for having me, Scott. Really appreciate it. You bet, Jace. Really awesome. Nice conversation. Really appreciate it. It's um, We just really enjoy the products and appreciate the opportunity also to work with your company. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. Have a blessed day. You too. Well, Patriots, that was Chase Terwilliger, who's the CEO of cbdistillery.com, and they're one of our sponsors, and it's just a, I think it was just a very good conversation to learn a lot about the CBD industry as a whole, also learn more in detail of what their processes are so you can make an informed decision as we go forward, which I think is always important. I do believe heavily in CBD oils and those sorts of compounds, um, because I'm, I'm it's all hemp-based, as you heard him describe very clearly. This is a hemp-based product, um, which is industrial hemp is just has so many applications. It's, it really does provide a renewable and well and a sustainable product for so many things. There is even an, a company in Canada that has made an airplane out of hemp fiber, and it runs on uh, hemp oil, or a, a hemp oil is a fuel, so it's just pretty amazing. So a lot of opportunities with that product. We're going to finish this up here and then um, do our outro, and then we're going to have a, just an interlude of music, and then we'll jump right into Peace Be Still right after that. So, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us, and in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you shortly for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, 
and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 